Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast, where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Chris DeCue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from Sunday, March 7th, Living Water. You who are thirsty, come. Here you will find Christ's grace to quench your thirst and God's love to nourish your souls. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychra, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. Give me a drink. How is it that you, a Jew, are asking a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? If you knew the gift of God and who it is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, would he give, have given you living water? Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where will you get the living water? This is the well of our ancestor Jacob. Are you greater than Jacob? Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Go and call your husband and come back. I have no husband. You have told the truth. You have had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. You must be a prophet. I have a question for you. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Believe me, the time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You will worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks truth such as these to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples, who had gone into town to get some food, returned to Jesus and were astonished that he was having a conversation with the woman. The woman left her water jar and went back to the city to tell the people to come and see a man who had told her everything that she had ever done. And the people came back with her to the well. The disciples, meanwhile, tried to encourage Jesus to have something to eat, but he replied to their queries. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say... Four months more, then comes the harvest. But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for which you did not labor. Others have labored 
and you have entered into their labor. Many of the Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 5 through 42. And I will be reading from the Common English Bible. He came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, which was near the land Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus was tired from his journey. So he sat down at the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to the well to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me some water to drink. His disciples had gone into the city to buy him some food. The Samaritan woman asked, Why do you, a Jewish man, ask for something to drink from me, a Samaritan woman. Jews and Samaritans didn't associate with each other. Jesus responded, If you recognize God's gift, and who is saying to you, Give me some water to drink, you would be asking him, and he would give you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you don't have a bucket, and the well is deep. Where would you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave this well to us, and he drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I give will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will never be thirsty and will never need to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go get your husband, and come back here. The woman replied, I don't have a husband. You are right to say I don't have a husband, Jesus answered. You've had five husbands, and the man you are with now isn't your husband. You've spoken the truth. The woman said, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you and your people say that it is necessary to worship in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you and your people will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You and your people 
worship what you don't know. We worship what we know, because salvation is from the Jews. But the time is coming, and is here, when true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. The Father looks for those who worship him this way. God is spirit, and it is necessary to worship God in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will teach everything to us. Jesus said to her, I am the one who speaks with you. Just then, Jesus' disciples arrived and were shocked that he was talking with a woman. But no one asked, What do you want? Or why are you talking with her? The woman put down her water jar and went into the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who has told me everything I've done. Could this man be the Christ? They left the city and were on their way to see Jesus. In the meantime, the disciples spoke to Jesus, saying, Rabbi, eat. Jesus said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples asked each other, Has someone brought him food? Jesus said to them, I am fed by doing the will of the one who sent me and by completing his work. Don't you have a saying? Four more months and then it's time for harvest? Look, I tell you, open your eyes and notice that the fields are already ripe for the harvest. Those who harvest are receiving their pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that those who sow and those who harvest can celebrate together. This is a true saying, that one sows and another harvests. I have sent you to harvest what you didn't work hard for. Others worked hard, and you will share in their hard work. Many Samaritans in that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's word when she testified. He told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is truly the Savior of the world. This is God's word for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Living water. We come this morning and listen to an encounter between Jesus 
and a woman at the well of Jacob, and we hear a conversation about living water. Water in which she longed for. Water in which Jesus was ready to give. And to a degree, we come this morning and we ask the same words. Will you give me that water? Water that is different. We don't have to go to the well. We just have to turn on the faucet. But living water, you just have the sense, is different. And it's important. And this morning we come looking at an encounter between Jesus and the woman. We come looking at an encounter between two very different people. Jesus and his disciples have been in Judea. They're heading north to Galilee. And their chosen route takes them through Samaria. Samaria. A place that there's friction. The Samaritans and the Jews do not get along. We don't quite understand that because where we hear about Samaria in other terms is when we look at Luke's gospel and the good Samaritan story of the man who helps the one who has been beaten and left in the ditch. And we've given it the title of the Good Samaritan. And we think of Samaritans in a very positive light. But for Jesus and his disciples, Samaritans were not thought of in a pleasant light. They, they were difficult. There was problems and frictions between them. So as Jesus comes through Samaria, and as Jesus takes time to rest at noon at the well, Jesus is with the Samaritan woman. A woman, a Samaritan, and the encounter happens. An interesting encounter. An encounter in which Jesus makes the first move. Jesus looks at the woman and asks for a drink of water. This is an encounter that was different from the encounter that we witnessed last week as Jesus encountered Nicodemus. Nicodemus sought Jesus. Nicodemus came to Jesus asking his questions, trying to understand Jesus' teachings. But this week, 
This week, as we look at the encounter, Jesus is the one who makes the first move. There's a difference between Nicodemus and the woman Jesus meets at the well. Nicodemus is an insider. Nicodemus is a Jew. Nicodemus is a teacher. Nicodemus is on the inside, knowing all about, or at least having some understanding of the Jewish ways, knowing and having heard of what Jesus is doing and teaching. And from that inside, Nicodemus comes to ask his questions. Asking questions about how things can be. But Jesus encounters the woman at the well. And she's an outsider. She's a Samaritan. She's a woman. And as the conversation continues, and they have the conversation about her husband or her husband's and lack of husband, we find that she is on the outside. The outside looking in. But so often, if you think about the stories of Jesus, Jesus seeks out the outsiders or the outcasts as she was from her community. Jesus comes with an understanding, an understanding of bringing people to God and then God to people. Jesus has that purpose in mind with his ministry. And with this encounter between Jesus and the woman, Jesus brings her into the presence of God. They talk about worship. They talk about where to worship. They talk about her life and what is happening. There's so much that happens in this encounter between Jesus and the woman. And out of this encounter, she leaves her water jar and she returns to the village. And she looks at everyone at the village and says, come to the well. You won't believe who I met at the well. And they probably are really wondering who she met at the well because she's an outcast. How often has she spoken to them? 
And even more, how often have they followed her? But they listened to her story. They listened to the points that she makes about the conversation with this man at the well. And she says, come, come with me and see what has happened at the well. And they follow her. And all are at the well. And when they get to the well and they listen to Jesus, maybe have conversations of their own, they realize beyond what her story had been of what had happened at the well, they realize from their own encounters that this is truly the one to save the world. Come and see. Words we have heard throughout the Gospel of John from the very first chapter. Jesus has told disciples to come and see. Those who saw have asked others to come and see. And this woman uses the very same words, come and see. Think about our own lives. Think about the ways in which we encounter Jesus. We're almost at that one-year point in which we have been doing these virtual services. And there's something amazing about these virtual services. Yes, we long to gather again. We long to be in person and with one another. But from my aspect, and looking at these stories and encounters with Jesus, the virtual service helps all of us to encounter Jesus. Those who are like Nicodemus and an insider, and those who are like the woman and an outsider all have the opportunity to come and see, to hear the story of Jesus, to hear of the ways in which Jesus offers living water, the ways in which Jesus offers a connection to God through himself. Human needs are endless. And the living water and the food that Jesus offers come to us. And we have that connection. We have that relationship. Those who want to seek out. Those who may have heard about one named Jesus 
have the opportunity through the virtual service to dip their toes into the water, to get pieces and glimpses so that they can fully come and see and meet Jesus. Those who are on the inside through the virtual service can come and find the words that Jesus gave to his disciples that day. There were no closer insiders than those Jesus had called. The ones that Jesus said, the harvest is there. The harvest is plentiful. Look to the harvest. Others have sown. You reap. Some have worked hard and others have worked little. But all work together to share in their hand the work of the harvest. It's interesting, I think. In this story today, the one who goes out, the one who uses the words that say, come and see, is the one from the outside. The one who had very little idea of who she had met at the well. But the ones on the inside, the ones who have been traveling, the ones who are making their way from Judea to Galilee with Jesus, are the ones who are told that they need to be ready to harvest. If you're on the outside, come and see. Come and see the one who offers the living water. Come and see the one who offers a connection to God. And if you're on the inside, do you see? Do you see God in Christ? Think back to those days when you were on the outside. Think about the excitement. Think about the wonder. Think about then all the way until now. And think about what you see. How you see God in Christ. For those on the inside... We need to share the purpose that Jesus brought to his ministry. We need to share in the ways to bring people to God and to bring God to people. That's how we participate in the harvest. What? people need to encounter God that you know. 
think about who those people are this week. Think about who needs to come to God and who God needs to come to. And go and offer the invitation. Come and see. Come and see the one who offers living water. Come and see the one who through that living water gushes up and springs forth in eternal life. Come and see. Let us pray. Jesus, we hear your words. We hear your words to bring people to God. We hear your words to bring God to the people. You talk about it in terms of a harvest. A harvest for us to celebrate. A harvest for us to participate in. Guide us. Direct us. Show us who to harvest. Show us who to target as we bring God to them. And as we bring them to God. Help us to be the laborers you need. Amen. Receive now this blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, springing up like living water, fill your heart and flow through your life. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.